0: Well, you probably know if you work from home, if you work in an area and you were able to work remotely during the pandemic, over the course of the pandemic, you know that attitudes have changed about just how it went. Um, you know, from those early terrifying days of nothing works, sitting at your computer, trying to figure out how to have Zoom calls, you know, you're on mute, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then over time, it got better. And the benefits of it, you know, not having to commute and so forth, started to become more apparent as well. So wouldn't it be interesting if we knew what workers had thought about remote work from all the way through the whole, you know, since March of 2020? Well, it turns out, of course, there are researchers who've looked into this. They've been surveying some 5,000 workers in the U.S. about their attitudes towards remote work, as well as that of their employers. So basically getting a good picture of just how it's going, where it's going. And uh, they found that attitudes have changed from those disorienting early days. Uh, Certainly these days, uh, employers are easing up on their return to office, at least strict rules about it, being a little more flexible because they are getting pushback from disgruntled employees who simply say, you know, I've enjoyed the benefits of this and you're going to have to respect that. So joining me now with more is Jose Maria Barrero. He is a assistant professor of finance at ITAM, which is the Instituto Tecnologico Autonomo de Mexico in Mexico City and he joins me now. Thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: You've done some really interesting work from the very outset of the pandemic about uh, remote work, return to office, attitudes uh, of, of American workers, 5,000. Uh, what have you seen? How have you seen this evolve over the past uh, 24, 28 months?
1: Yeah. So obviously, we've we've seen the amount of working from home sort of come down from its huge spike in, in the spring of 2020 when we were all pretty much still locked down. So at that point, we estimated that something like 60% of all paid working days in the US were being done from home. Uh, it, this has come down gradually. And right now, by our the measure that we've looked at the most often, it's it's under 40% uh, of full paid working days. But I think what's, I mean, that's not particularly surprising, given but, that we've sort of returned to normal gradually, perhaps slower than we thought at the beginning of, of the pandemic, but we've returned to normal. And, and so it's it's natural to think that that would come down. What we think is is a bit more interesting, especially when you look to the future, is we we have this long-running question in our survey that asks people, what is your employer planning for after the pandemic? Do they want you to work from home, rarely or never? Or is it one day, two days, three days, or as much as five or more days? And so, what we see is kind of the projection for the amount of Working from home that we'll see after the pandemic has risen continuously, in particular since the start of 2021. So, kind of in 2020, it kind of doesn't seem to have a, a, a particular trend, but starting in 2021, it's, it's basically been going up and up and up. So, at the beginning of, of 2021, it, it, it will kind of the typical worker in the US economy expected for their employer to work, to ask them to work from home about one day a week. It's getting closer to about one and a half days a week, which is kind of a a, a huge increase if you think of of kind of the breadth of the u s economy and and the fact that there are so many jobs that that can't really be done from home. This is saying that basically those that can be done from home are are increasingly planning to do so after after the end of the pandemic so and actually kind of we if we focus on that second population of the people who who, who are able to do some working from home. We see exactly the same trend since the start of 2021. The numbers have been going up and up and up. And for that population who can work from home, it's it's more like 45% of all paid working days. So about so two and a half days a week almost is what their employers are planning for after the pandemic ends.
0: It is remarkable because I was working in an office environment at a different job back in at the beginning of the pandemic. And there was such a push to when will, we, when will we all be back in the office together? And as things evolve, I know obviously it's different for different organizations, but you've noticed that not only did em- employees got used to working from home and, and they were efficient and got, we got better at it, I think. How much of a factor has that been, do you think? Is it, is, it, is it really that employers are seeing the benefit of it or is that employees are saying, I don't mind this and I see the benefits of it ourselves and we would like to work at home?
1: yeah so I think it's a bit of both uh, i mean obviously our our survey that is focuses a lot on on the perceptions and and the experiences of of the workers uh and and what they and and they say a couple of things so so they say that that they've gotten more productive and working from home so so for people who have worked from home during the pandemic we've we've been asking them for a while basically are you more efficient at home than in the office or vice versa and, and how much more efficient, if so. And, and what we see is that again, over time, people report increase, being increasingly efficient while working from home. Uh, so kind of earlier in the pandemic, they weren't so bullish about it. Now they're, they're, they say that they're increasingly more efficient. The other thing that I think is interesting is how much they want to work from home has not moved the same way. So when we ask workers, how much do you want to work from home after the pandemic, they initially in, in, in say in the second half of 2020 kind of became very, very positive about it. They wanted to work more and more, but then kind of ever since December 2020, their, how much they want to work from home has actually diminished gradually over time. So it still stands at a pretty high level at about two days a week, but, it's, but it, it it seems that they there is some craving at least among part of the population to go back into the office at least part of a week.
0: So I guess we're really what we're trying to do now is find, find the perfect the sweet spot, so to speak, between you know working from home uh, efficiently, yeah. working in an office collaboratively, for instance, um, and, and we're still working our way uh, towards that. Uh, you did find though that, that there were certainly within the people that you surveyed that employees were pushing back a little bit to this idea of, of going back to the way it used to be pre-pandemic, you know five days a week in the office, uh, you know all your working hours done in the office.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, how I think of this is basically after two years of the pandemic with so much working from home, it's kind of much easier for workers, for employees to. In some sense, call the employer's bluff when the employer says, hey, you got to come back to the office because that's the only way things work. I mean, we, we kind of know that that's not the only way things work because we've been doing it for two years now. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. Kind of one of my favorite results from our survey is that when we ask people who are still doing at least one full day of working from home, basically, what would you do if your employer forced you back to the office full time in person, no more working from home at all? What would you do? Uh, basically, forty percent of them say, "Look, I would either quit or I would comply with my employer, but I would definitely start looking for a job that that allows me to work from home." That is that is a huge share of that population, forty so, percent. Lab-
0: in a tight labor market, at la- exactly. that, yeah, that's, that's exactly. Remarkable. And
1: um, and and anecdotally, we've we've heard from a series of other firms where where this is happening, and and. So, so, what I find even more remarkable is is that there's pushback not just to this to going back full-time in person, but there's this piece of news going around from Apple Incorporated workers who had been asked at some point last year to come back to the office three days a week. Uh, and now they're they're lobbying intensively for management to let them do that less often and and to have less of a one-size fits all a strategy for the entire company. So I think I think a lot of big organizations are going to end up maybe just two days in the office or perhaps even less, depending on 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 the type of job that we're talking about.
0: Another uh, point that you brought up in another article that I found very interesting, though, was that I think at the onset of the pandemic, when we talked about remote work, there was this idea that suddenly office space would become you know, somehow redundant, or at least uh, you know, that we were going to push office space into extinction. You found that hasn't been the case at all, as a matter of fact, that even though workers are staying home more, uh, that office space hasn't suffered. Organizations still need more space, if anything, now than they used to.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I think there's a couple of things going on there. One is that we're still arguably in the short run in this transition and deciding how much office space you need and kind of getting rid of fairly long-term leases is, is not something that you can do on a whim and certainly not while there's kind of a pandemic where you don't know where things are going to end up. Right. So I, I would suspect that, that, that we are going to see kind of some more long-term movements in 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 the office space market in the next couple of years, but you're right in some sense, which is that if the typical company who has knowledge workers that can do their job from home asks them to be in the office a couple of days a week, it's not clear that they really need or that they really can to down can downspace on down, downsize on the amount of space that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, they still kind of need enough, especially, if, especially if they ask everybody to come in on the same days. Then you need enough space to have everybody sitting in a desk, kind of the entire company in the office at the same time. Perhaps I think what what we're going to see is is a lot of refurbishment of offices. So so kind of I think one of the big shifts that that is definitely going to stay is that. Sure. We, we need the office for certain tasks, like for meetings and discussion and and collaboration. And I think the strategy for companies is going to be to try to schedule those sorts of activities for the days that people come into the office. And so that means that we're going to need way fewer cubicles and kind of a lot more conference rooms. And and I do think that's, that's going to be a bigger trend, but that again, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean we need less space overall. It means we need a different allocation of, of office space.
0: Really rethinking the whole office experience uh, in general yeah. uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you, have you been able to, uh, with your research? Have you been able to figure out whether the impact of inflation is driving this at all? Because you'd think if you stay at home, you're not driving to work, which is a cost. You're not eating out, which is not always the case, but also a cost. There are a lot of costs involved with traveling to the office uh, for many. Uh, has that factored in at all? Have you been able to to discern that at all so far?
1: So that's not something that we've looked at so much. We do think there is there are benefits for a company uh, and 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 potentially for the for the broader economy with respect to inflation when you allow working from home, which is the following. It's very clear from our surveys that workers like working from home; that they enjoy it; they see, they view it as a perk. And so, in some sense, they're they're willing to accept a slightly lower salary or wage uh, if their employer allows them to work from home a couple, at least a couple of days a week. So, in some sense. Allowing more working from home can actually help prevent or, or diminish any wage price spiral that, be, that we might see in the next couple of years because, because exactly we firms are going to be able to cope with kind of lower wages relative to a world in which you have to continually rise, increase people's salaries in order to help them cope with rising prices
0: simply with with the research that you've done uh, have you been surprised at all that it feels like like the shoe that employers have more or employees rather have uh, more power than they seem to have had in a long time right now
1: that definitely seems to be the case uh, and that yeah and i mean especially i think by bringing work in, into the home i think that in, in and of itself, gives a lot of power to the employee. And that's something that we didn't necessarily have before the pandemic. And I mean, more so in the tight labor markets that we're seeing. So yeah, I, I defin- this definitely seems like a new era.
0: Well, fascinating research and uh, look forward to seeing where it goes as this continues, as we try to figure out what the future of office work looks like, or at least remote work uh, looks like. Jose Maria Barrero, thank you so much for your time.
1: No, thanks very much for having me.